This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. It's Monday, it's 2 till 4 for your entertainment. It's Jackie here, and I have one super guest in the studio with me. But how is everybody? Have you had a good week? Has the weather been fair to you? Actually, it's quite warm in here. I'm surprised how warm it is in the studio. You must be fed up with me saying it's warm in the studio. We've got the windows open, whether you can hear that. I don't know. Um, and um, we've got Joanne Bell. I've got Joanne Bell here in the studio with me, and we'll be catching up with her in a minute. Jo, say hi. Hi, everyone. Jo Bell here. Nice to see you all. Great stuff. Okay. Now, we had um, Thinking of You, Sister Sedge, earlier. And as you know, this is our point where we say hi and send out our big hugs and thoughts to everybody across the world who's having a particularly difficult time at the moment. Closer to home, I've got a couple of friends who are having a tough time at the moment. So we've got Carol, Carol Pike, Nicole Johnston and uh, Jenny Groom, who both not been too well for um, lately so big hi to you guys hope you're listening in i think carol might be um i sent her the link and let us know carol if you're listening and um so hi to you also we had happy birthday now i noticed as i was on my way to the studio that um, amanda in ollies and dollies in beckenham high street is celebrating their sixth birthday today so hi amanda happy birthday to you guys and to everybody else around who has got a birthday today or tomorrow or have one yesterday do you know anybody joe it's my birthday's coming up actually jackie on the 22nd of october i'll be 37 right that's interesting i'm hesitating then because my birthday's on the 24th Oh, so you're a Libra as well, or are you on no, the Scorpio? No, I'm a the tail. That's so far. Oh, right, okay. That's seven. You're just a baby, aren't you? Well, it's all about that. <laughs> don't, don't feel it. Are you doing anything special for your birthday? Uh, I am actually going to see Elvis uh, with the Chartwell Cancer Trust. So they've organised uh, an Elvis night, and it's the tribute act that won the Graceland Award or something. So it's yeah. supposed to be really, really amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Where's that going to be? Uh, oh, it's in one of the private schools in Bromley, I think. So it's quite local. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it should be, oh, should be a nice evening. I'm, a, I'm an Elvis fan. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, I'll see if they've got any spare tickets, Jackie. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely an Elvis fan. Or, you know, it's, um, on the show, I like to play female-focused, obviously, because we're a network for businesswomen. Um, but periodically, I sneak in a bit of status quo and a bit of Elvis Presley. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, no, that would be fab, Joe, to, to celebrate your birthday like that. Yeah, absolutely. We were. Um, I was looking forward to taking my daughter to a Peppa Pig show as well, um, but that's been unfortunately postponed due to all this concrete issue. You know, the... Uh, concrete oh, the, tests in the schools and, or something like yeah that. that's it and uh, the the theater where the, the the show was due to be put on has been shut down until that's sorted out so that's another yeah. Yeah. vetoed oh what a pain mm. that's a shame it's actually i mean i think daily they're finding more and more buildings that this is an issue aren't they yeah absolutely yeah i'm um i'm a governor for lsec as well uh for the colleges and obviously it's been a big thing there mm. uh, running through making sure none of the buildings there were affected 
Elsec, uh, London South East Colleges. So it's a group of colleges incorporating Bromley and Orpington. Oh, right. so yeah. Okay, because you're based in Orpington, aren't you? Uh, yes. Well, we're sort of all over the place. So um, my business has got offices in a in a number of the local towns, but I live in West Wickham. Okay. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. Let, let's as we're as we're now chatting, which is not going according to plan, but regular listeners will know that is the case. <laughs> Um, Joe, please tell Alice more about yourself. I will do. Thank you again for having me, Jackie. So my name's Joe Bell. Um, I am the owner of a local accountancy practice called Bell's Accountants. Um, we've got a number of offices in the local area. Um, nearest one's probably Chislehurst, but we're also in Eltham and in Croydon. Um, and obviously, we've got lots of clients in Penge, Beckenham, and Bromley, so all around here, really. Um, and my particular passion is just helping businesses to make sense of their numbers. So rather than just once a year working out how much tax they've got to pay, actually trying to make a difference to them in terms of growing their business and taking taking those next steps. Yeah, cool. Well. I've had strict instructions from um, your personal assistant that I'm not to mention this, but Anna, if you're listening, I have Joe's permission. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you and I met, ooh, I don't know, weeks or days after you just launched, I think. Yeah, it's got to have been 13, 14 years ago, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, at least. And that was in the Churchill Theatre, and there you were, this young woman in a turquoise basque, Anna, no, turquoise basque, trimmed with black, um, and making a real statement that you were something different, and that's what you've gone on to prove that you are. So I didn't know, to be honest, that you had so many branches um, all over the place. So yeah, yeah, big coverage. Well, we had a we had a brilliant conversation, didn't we, about not being a conventional suited and booted accountant and how how that was would help me to have conversations with the right people. So yeah, it's uh, it's been good. But the business has grown organically but also via acquisition so that's another big side of what I do is to help businesses who would like to buy another business because um, oh, it's right. it's okay. a lot um, easier than a lot of people think in terms of you don't need to have loads of money um, you can do it with sort of long deferred payouts um, using the profits of the target business to to buy so I try and help people with strategies around that because organic growth will only get you so far you know if you really want to to mm to make an impact um, and grow quickly, then acquisition is a really good way to do that. So so the profits that are made as business is going along feed the business to continue to go along, is that the...? Exactly, yes, yes. Right. So there are ways, obviously, to raise finance um, to, to go about doing it by loans, but you can also, as I say, use the business's profits just to, to, to fuel that because it, it speeds things up quite considerably. And also you can do things like taking out your competitors, you know, what what better way to uh, to overcome a competitor by buying them and making them up part of your own business, really. Oh, that's an interesting thought, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or, or adding additional services to your offerings as well. So there's, you know, there's some of the businesses I've bought, they, they offer different types of services like R&D tax credits or um, wealth management. So that's looking at pensions and things like that. So that that's a good add-on to, to what we do in accountancy. I know when we first met, you not only did you have the accountancy business, but you had something else as well. Was that a, was that restaurant or hairdressers or something? Or was something I had something a, very different? I can't remember now. Sorry. Yeah, no, it was a mobile beauty business. So oh. it was yeah, girls going around in the minis 
um, doing people's nails and all that sort of thing. But unfortunately, COVID put pay to all of that. We weren't 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 able to go to people's houses to do the the beauty treatments anymore. So yeah, we never managed to sort of relaunch that after after COVID hit. But it was definitely a good experience in mm. you know a different industry. Mm. Well, that would have been going for a little while then on that basis if um, it was up to COVID in yeah. that sense. Yeah, absolutely. So what about, um, uh, you know, this show always manages to touch on COVID and I think it's going to be doing that for forever because it had huge impact in so many different ways, didn't it? How, I mean, we went, we went online as so many did and we were fortunate that we were able to go online with, with our meetings. But how... Did that impact with you and your clients at the time? Of course. Um, I personally found it very challenging due to having my little girl three months before COVID struck. So she was born in December before lockdown. Mm. Um, so obviously I planned to have a bit more time off than, than what I did, but I had to quickly get back to things to make sure the business could run online, but also to help clients because we had so many whose income just stopped overnight and they needed our help to claim Sybil's uh, loans, bounce back loans, grants, um, all the furlough. We were claiming all the furlough so that they'd be able to pay their staff. Um, and there was a lot of pressure. I, I remember thinking at the time, every time Rishi stood up on the stand and announced something else, our inbox was full of 100 people asking if this applied to them and yeah. would they be able to get it. And, of course, it was just as new. to We'd only just heard it at the same time as they'd heard it. So trying to unravel all the detailed guidance. Yeah. Um, but even now, we're still seeing the effects. You know, a lot of what we're doing with clients now is looking at their businesses to, because they've still got debt, you know, bounce-back loans and um, business interruption loans so we're looking at how we can make them more profitable um, to make sure that they can you know pay off these these debts that were accumulated during that difficult time yeah it's very difficult isn't it because I mean presumably from business's history you were able to tell were they going to be able to pay it back um, I think there was a bit of an outcry at the time because some people who were applying actually had no intention of paying it back. Mm. Um, and I'm, hopefully you never had any clients that were in that category. Um, did, did everybody manage, you know, with good intent, obviously, anyway, but did everybody manage to, to get back on track? Yeah, I mean, it's it's still ongoing, definitely. There are still people carrying debts from from that time. Um, some businesses came back stronger than they were before, um, which is brilliant, and also with new ways of working, you know, online, which expanded their reach in terms of their customers, new products and services they hadn't done before. So there's lots and lots of positive stories. Um, but there are businesses that haven't managed to come back in the same strength as well um yeah. for whatever reason so yeah it's um it's ups and downs at the moment i think combine that with the cost of living as well obviously everyone's having to draw more money out of their businesses just to support themselves so that's another yeah. another challenging side but that's really why it's all the more important to look at these key performance indicators to look at the growth levels to look at where your new customers are coming from um so you can absolutely maximize on those on those profits okay so so you just mentioned a couple of things there what are the real key things that any business needs to bear in mind as they're going along of course i mean so i'm a big fan of what what, what i call key performance indicators so most people know those as kpis um but yes, there is the side of accountancy that is about minimising the tax. But the more important thing is to help the business owner to understand the numbers. Um, and that can be done with quite a simple method of, you know, taking three or maybe key, key performance indicators to track every month just to make sure that things are going in the right direction. Um, one of the things I advocate is 
uh, making sure that you're tracking your income based on your products and services. So not just if you use zero or you use one of the common bookkeeping software, it's not just chucking everything into sales because then you don't know where that money's coming from, but actually dividing it down into the different products and services so you can see what's making money and what isn't. Um, other indicators that are really important is how much you're owed. Some people sort of think the job is finished once the bill is raised, once they've issued the invoice to the customer, um, but actually it's when the money's in the bank. So you've got to make sure, especially with businesses struggling now, um, making sure that you've got really good credit control procedures in and that that, that money that you're owed is not increasing because that has a direct impact on you, you know, whether you're able to pay your suppliers and pay your taxes and all of that kind of thing mm. um, and then I'd say the third probably most important one is about marketing so it's not necessarily a financial indicator but it's the the source and numbers of new customers and where they're coming from um, so again if, if you've got a marketing budget you're spending money all over the place advertising you want to make sure that you're only doing what's working um, and that you're cutting out anything that's not working so that's a, a good check making sure that whenever you get a new customer you ask them where they heard of you um, you know, was it that advert that you yeah. placed in the local magazine or through your website, through your social media? Because all, all those things cost money. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, it, it is a question. And, it, and it's not only, I'll put that in quotes, but it's not only the, the things that you choose for your marketing, but it's the time that all, that all takes. Time is money, isn't it? Um, and sometimes you sort of see free events going on and everything else. And, and yeah, it is free to get that expertise in that sense. But it's not free in terms of your time um, to to catch up with that. Um, just um, to pop in here quickly, Joe is, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of other exciting and useful things that you can share with us. But how would people actually get in touch with you? Uh, so there's a few ways really um, the company website www.bellsaccountants.co.uk is a really good source of information and it's also got a contact us form so they can send emails that way um, but more recently um, with another local business lady actually I've launched a, a personal website so that's joannebell.co.uk um, and that's for clients or non-clients who want to work with me personally on the consultancy side um, so a lots of clients of Bell's accountants were asking whether there's a way that I could work with them one-on-one -on -one to help get the business to the next level. So I've put some details of, of how you can do that on there, really. I'm also on LinkedIn, so I've got a lot of lot of local business people connected on, yeah. on LinkedIn. I think that's a, good, a great idea, you having that um, consultancy side of things, because bottom line is people buy people, don't they? Yeah, that's right, that's right. And, and some people, they don't just want a compliance service they don't just want someone to do their VAT and their payroll they actually want someone to work with them to look at the strategy around their business or they might have other other goals you know investing in property um, you know buying up businesses which we touched on before um, they might have goals outside of their existing business that, that they want to work on so I, I love to help with all of that it's what I enjoy doing it's very rewarding I should think isn't it because you could can really see the outcome yeah that's right and and to understand a business owner's you know own goals what they would like to achieve because I think so many of us get into just doing what we're doing um, and ticking along and actually to stop and think every now and again actually what what do I want to achieve
you know exit strategies things like that you know would they like to sell the business one day or would they prefer to get it to the point where it makes passive income um, and sometimes there's really small changes that we can look at during that time you know pricing pricing is a big one lots of people don't really understand how to price so you correctly pointed out Jackie lots of people not accounting for their own time um, and if you want to create a business that's separate from you then it needs to effectively run without you you would need to be making enough money to employ someone to do what you're doing yeah. And that comes down to, to pricing and make sure that you're pricing correctly for your products or services. Yeah. yeah. Well, in all the time that you've been um, in business, is there anything that stands out to you either because it was extraordinarily exciting or it was particularly difficult or, I don't know, some, something that really stands out in all your clients? Yeah, I think each client has got their their own story um and it's so interesting to ask business owners what's behind what they do you know how did they get into it um a recent brilliant achievement of one of our clients was to get um an app live uh which is aimed at parents of children who've been diagnosed with cancer um so obviously quite a, a sad story um the client themselves have had experience of that yeah absolutely very very personal to her Mm. um but this app which is called the oncology app is just brilliant because it's it's a culmination of everything she needed when her and her family got that that diagnosis so all the information about all the childhood cancers all the charities that you can call upon to help um it was a real, real big achievement for her because she had to raise a lot of funding to be able to develop this app. She had to liaise really closely with hospitals and consultants to get all of the information that she needed. Um, and her own business is a, a film production business. So she's made some brilliant promotional videos as well, explaining what it's all about and helping people see, you know, how they can sponsor it and, and why it's important for those families. So I'd say that's a really exciting thing that's happened recently, really, with yeah, one of our clients. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I mean, it's... technology is a real pain in the backside at times but there's so much that's exciting and rewarding as you've just uh, described we've had um, uh, one person from America Um, I don't know if you ever came across Denny Denny Gaskell over here Um, she's in Seven Oaks Tunbridge Wells we touched base a little while ago and she was saying you really need to talk to my daughter you know Um, and her daughter is in America um, teaching over there and it suddenly occurred to her about the security of children and the responsibilities that the adults have when they take them out on visits mm-hmm. um, and she's she'll be coming on in a few weeks um, to, to let us know about the development but she's put together uh, with with somebody else who's more techy uh, an app that works with that and it helps the parents and it helps the teachers to actually know where the children are what they're doing etc etc so i mean it's uh, there's a lot of stuff and i mean what you've just described is is amazing and also i suppose with the parents it gives them a focus as well it's true but i think business is so much about that it's about helping people we that's what we all do in one way or the other whether it's a service industry or a new product something we're producing and for me the role of an accountant or a consultant is to help that dream become reality whatever that is and help get that product or service to market help it reach more people um, and then by default the owner makes more money which is obviously important too this is the 1230 twc business beat radio with jackie groundsell on love to beat radio welcome back into the studio i'm going to give joe a little bit more of a break now she's 
yeah, she's really got into the swing of this now. So we go. We were talking earlier about the possibilities of having a finance show. So um, we had Jean Mabondo last week, and she'll be coming back. So watch this space for something to do with finance. Big focus on that. So I'm Jackie Brown. So 12:30, the Women's Company is my business. We have lunchtime meetings at 12:30. Surprisingly, do you know people still say to me? <laughs> And what time is this meeting, Jackie? Okay. Um, and I suppose after 21 years, it's so obvious to me, but for other people, they're, they're absorbed with, with different things. This Thursday, we've got um, the Orpington meeting with Severina uh, in D'Angelo's in the High Street, Orpington High Street. So do have a look on the website. You'll be able to find all our events, including the radio shows and who the guests are, on the website so we're all the w's and then 1230.co.uk and then if you look on the main navigation bar you'll see that it says calendar have a look there you'll also find that it says podcast so these shows are these radio shows are recorded and they will be in podcast next week so if you've missed a bit or you want to catch up on something joe said uh, during the show you'll be able to find the podcast on the 12.30 website, but also you will find that they are on the other website that we have, Birds on the Blog. And this show is going out live now on Love to Beat radio station based here in Penge, South East London. That's L-O-V-E-D-A-B-E-A-T radio station and also Mint Wave radio station. So hi to all the listeners on those stations there. So, what have we got? So, Joe, what else are we going to chat about now? Oh, no, I know. I need to let everybody know, apart from Orpington, sorry, <laughs> apart from Orpington, we've also got on the 16th of October, we've got our menopause celebration. And those of you who are regular listeners will know that we have the menopause gang, our hot stuff. They'll all be there, and the topic will be menopause and the celebration and hot stuff with lots of tips on there and experiences so always 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 apart from menopause do let me know if you've got any shout outs you'd like me to make for you any events that you've got coming up and if you've got birthdays coming up that you'd like me to to shout out for you as well and this is just a, a quick one here sneaking this in wasn't going to tell him but my youngest son is about to go live with a tattoo removal business um called invisible man tattoo removal so watch this space so if anybody's got tattoos that they want to get rid of he's your guy he's based in beckenham let me know i'll tell you more about that another time and he's probably cringing at the end of this radio listening to this at the moment so um 16th of october menopause We've also got Nikki Perfect, who is a negotiator. She's come all the way through the police ranks to very high level with negotiating. And she will be on the radio show. And then she'll also be at our 1230 TWC Action Day Expo, which is on the 15th of November, to be held in Bromley. Um, so... Um, let's go back to Joe. Now, Joe, what, what else have we got to be talking about now? What else do you want to tell us that's exciting 
things with your business. Well, I've got three tattoos myself, Jackie. So after have you, you said that, I shall have a think about whether whether to keep them or not. But they're, they're pretty inoffensive, so we, we should be fine. <laughs> um, apart from that, I'd love to talk about women in business. Okay. I think, given that that's your specialist subject as Absolutely. well. So yeah, someone asked definitely. me recently. Um, because being a, a female accountant, which is not not rare, there's quite a few female accountants, but there's not so many partners in accountancy firms that are female, so not so many female-led businesses. Um, and someone asked, is it the majority of my client base are women? Because obviously I'm a woman, so do I, do I attract in more women than men? And sadly, the answer is still no. Um, and I think that is probably reflective of the fact that there are still less women than men in business and that sometimes those business tend to typically be smaller as well so I'd love to explore that a bit more really because one of my you know my personal mission is to get women thinking bigger about their businesses and my my personal goal for my own accountancy practice is to get into top 100 accountancy firms in the country um, and if I can do that I will be the first sole female director to have achieved that that accreditation so for me it's really important to show my you know my young daughter that anything's possible really no matter no matter what sex you are but it seems to me that in terms of specifically in terms of buying businesses that seems to be you know, uh, rare for women to sort of go out there and think, you know, I'm going to acquire businesses and I'm going to grow businesses and get managers in. And, um, and and it feels as though they've got all the skills to do it, you know, all the organisation that comes mm. through, you know, motherhood, if that's their chosen path or, or, or just their own career and their own skills and experience. The leadership skills are there. So many women, brilliant leaders because they're empathetic, you know, they know how to listen and how to how to motivate people. Um, so it feels to me that more women should be getting into those those bigger business spaces and you know increasing their ambition and investing and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, what what's your experience of that? Do you feel that the the, the ambitions there for that kind of support for women? I think I think the bottom line is yes, but they don't necessarily think of it. Mm. I think they've got the capabilities, but you know just listening to you just now if you'd been if you were a speaker at an event or something and saying that I can see in the audience that the women would it would really get the cogs going mm. you know I hadn't thought of that oh I wonder if I can do it that way let's have a talk to Joe um, about developing it because I think they don't necessarily I mean yes okay some women's businesses are sort of what you might call a bit start off as a hobby but actually grow into something really worthwhile others perhaps just keep them ticking over because it gives them a bit of pin money or, or whatever but those that actually properly are growing with business growth don't necessarily have the knowledge to kickstart those thoughts um, and I think yeah I think I think that's what we need we, we I mean I know there's the rose reports out there um, I can't remember who it was. The, the other week I contacted an organisation which is related to the British Bank, Business Bank. Um, I contacted them, but I haven't heard anything back from them because I was interested to know exactly what they could um, offer in that sense. But, yeah, I think you've got to go for it, Joe. You'll get there, mm. definitely, that's for sure. Yeah, I think it's. It, it, there also seems to be an element of women being slightly more risk-adverse than men yeah, um, in terms of taking borrowing on or investment into their business, which, uh, you know, lots of businesses need if they're going to really hit those top tiers. Mm. It will be a struggle to do it from 
your own resources or from the business's own funds. So you've yeah. got to kind of reach that much. That I much think higher. you're right about the risk of birth. Um, one partnership um, I know, um, one was quite keen to do whatever it took to, to get going, but the other one just definitely wouldn't do it. And I think that is that is the case. You're right. It is about risk averse. And I think if you've got a family as well, that plays a bigger part maybe um, with your children and losing potentially losing a home maybe I, I don't know I mean I can't imagine that anything that you advise people with that that would be the case but I suppose at the back of people's minds that thought is niggling away maybe do you find that with your with your clients definitely I mean e- even personally I think my my mentality definitely changed through having my little girl you do you do worry more because I used to think before that you know well if it all went wrong and I live in my car that's all right you know whereas now you <laughs> you've got a little person that's dependent on you, you do feel a bit differently. But I think the key is getting those advisors on board that will enable you to do it without risk or with significantly less risk. Mm. Um, so I do wonder if, uh, you know, there are women out there that with with kind of finance director role, you know, somebody to work alongside them to do it, whether that would be more feasible, you know, if they could see, you know, how it would work and how they would pay back that money and how investing in the business would lead to those those increased profits because it has a direct impact on our family life doesn't it how much money that we earn and how much we've got available for education and where we live and all of those kind of things so you touched on a couple of times you touched on the fact that you have a daughter Mm -hmm. how old is she now Uh, she'll be four in december yeah, she's full of sass. I don't know where she gets it from. No, not, I can't not imagine for one minute. No, no, Joe, I can't imagine. It's coming out in all directions. Yeah, she's ever so stubborn as well. She doesn't. It must be her dad. I'm just doing me. Are you not stubborn? I mean, just you know, between these four walls, are you stubborn? Of course, I'd say so. Yeah, I can. Once I get an idea in my head, it's very difficult to shape me. And I can, I can convince myself of pretty much anything as well. And unless it's someone else's business, if it's other people's businesses, I'm ever so balanced and uh, you know weigh everything up. But with me, I think, yeah, just go for it. It'd be fine. You know, despite my team going, are you being serious? We haven't got time for this. And yeah, yeah. if you're listening, team, I'm sorry. We have to put up with me. <laughs> yeah, but look where you are. Look, look, since that first time meeting in the Churchill Theatre, look how you've grown. Um, and you've got to have that flair. You've got to have that determination. Otherwise, if, you, if you're static, it's, it ain't going to happen, is it? It's true. And I think with that's another huge strength of women. It's building that community. Mm. Um, you know, whether that be your own team or whether it's the suppliers that you rely upon or, you know, other women in business that can can lift you up we're really really good at that supporting each other and skill sharing and so the, the more we do of that the higher we'll climb undoubtedly yeah. yeah I know it's interesting you're saying about the community because that was something um when uh, I started my IT training business was the fact that I needed to make contacts for that business for growth mm-hmm. um 1230 TWC uh, the women's company evolved out of that but it was uh, the fact that we started, I, I met Penny Denby, who you know, um, and uh, over a business startup um, course. And she found, I mean, this is in 99, <laughs> she found uh, some women in London who were, were going for a drink. And if it worked okay, it was at Price Waterhouse. If it worked okay, we could actually all go to dinner. And, and you may know the story, Joe, but. but when she phoned me and asked me if I'd like to go with her, the response was no. 
I don't do all women's events, Tupperware parties and coffee mornings, thank you very much. Um, and there was this pause, and I thought, oh, and I didn't know Penny very well at the time, so I, and I really wanted to develop that relationship. So I went along, and that in itself was such a huge eye-opener to me, mm. because I'd never thought about was I working with men, was I working with women, and all the rest of it. And, and sort of I considered working, I worked with men, because quantity surveyors and architects but actually I'd then gone into the IT industry and then education which is female and also working at a charity which again female um huge, huge eye-opener that particular uh, event for me and how women do share um and and do share I mean that's the bottom line we're prepared to share the guys are getting there they are getting there, but it, but it is a trait, I think, that we can be proud of as women. Absolutely. I think it's really interesting that you met over a, a business startup course as well. I think there should be more education out there. I, I do some work with Startup Croydon um, yeah. and Startup Bromley because I oh, think yeah. it's really important to just go along and share but a bit of knowledge. they're different, aren't they? They're not related in the overall startup yeah. business. No, they're yeah. not, but both do have a very similar mission yeah. in terms of education. Yeah, because uh, people need to know more when they start out. I, I'm pretty sure if I wasn't an accountant, I would have been too scared to have started a business because it would have been all of that stuff that, that worried me, you know, what what i got to do with HMRC and Companies House. and So, yeah, I'd encourage anyone to seek some advice. If you're thinking about starting a business and you haven't done yet, go and chat to an accountant. Almost all accountants will do a no-obligation chat and you'll learn all you need to know. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I've bumped into, um, on behalf of somebody else, I've bumped into a lady, Dina. Oh, sorry, Dina, your surname is escaping. Um, who is a specialist in um, uh, bookkeeping. And um, she she told us that uh, how to maintain our, our uh, receipts at that time. Mm -hmm. Get If you get A4 envelopes, you um, keep 12 months, put them in a ring binder, January, February, put your receipts in there. And that, and that was how I started with all my mm -hmm. receipts on the thing. And the other uh, tip that um, one of the other consultants well, actually asked at the time, um, he said, is if you are looking to work Monday to Friday, nine till five, leave now. <laughs> and one lady did. Mm -hmm. She left. Um, but interestingly, I bumped into her a few years later and she'd been left her uncle's business. So she wasn't working Monday to Friday, oh, I don't know. Her plans changed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, um, you know, it's, it's interesting with the startups because... There are all sorts of challenges, and, and one of the things I want to touch on as well when we come back from our break, which the adverts will be kicking in at three o'clock, um, is about the software people should use. Um, because as I mentioned just now, it was all hard copy, Excel spreadsheet I did for years, and, uh, and, and you know how, how people manage that and, and what you feel is perhaps a good software to be using for people when they're starting out. Um, but um, so we'll touch on that a bit more when we come back after the adverts, which will be kicking in in about ooh, two and a half minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so does your daughter is she at school or nursery at the moment? So yeah, we're looking at all schools in the local area at the moment. It's a minefield. It's probably the, the first sort of real decision I've had to make on her behalf as to what school she goes to. So it's a it's a big pressure, isn't it? But we're lucky. There's lots of good schools around here. Yeah. Yeah, and how times have changed there, isn't it? Because certainly um, it used to be that you went to the school they told you you could go to, and if you passed your 11 plus, you went to that school, and if you didn't pass your 11 plus, you went to that school, and that was the end of it. But now there's so many 
schools out there with so much to offer in terms of personality and, and um, expertise and, you know, sort of general feeling that people have of what they want to do. Bit, bit of a hard question, isn't it? What career do you, path do you want to follow? But so many do now mm. because there's so much information out there. They're well clued up, the youngsters, I think, yeah. in, um, in what they can do. Are you allowed to say where your leaning, leanings are? To be honest, I, I, I made the decision that I was going to go and see at least six mm. and not make any decision until I'd seen them all. Because I think you can, every, every time I go and see the next one, I, I think differently than, than the last time. They've all got all got their pros and cons, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, that's the thing, isn't it? And it's also, it's about the personalities of the teachers as well, isn't it? Mm. Marrying up with your child and, and yeah. getting all that. And some kids do better in a busy, big environment, some much smaller, don't they? You've got to think about that. Yeah, it's something my elder son's going to have to be applying himself too soon because his youngest son is three and a half now. Um, and I think I think now is about the time they, that they need to be looking at and um, applying what you know what, what what they can find with the schools and everything so it's um yeah. it's usually by by january i think it's the cut off for next september is yeah. it oh, no, okay this is the 12:30 twc business beat radio with jackie groundsell on love to beat radio and welcome back into the studio this particular show our show 12:30 twc Business Beat is on every Monday, 2 to 4, barring bank holidays. Don't do bank holidays. Um, now, we had a bit of a natter, as is our wont, during the break, and we thought that Joe would actually give you some hot tips, some tax advice tips. Joe, go for it. I will, Jackie. I shall try not to bore you all to death. I know tax is a dry subject, so I shall keep it as uh, light as possible. Um, but really, all I wanted to, to say was to encourage anyone who has not already had a discussion uh, with their accountant about the increased tax rates to have a chat with them um, in the next coming months. Obviously, accountants are always very busy, always very deadline driven, um, not necessarily going to be banging your door down to speak to you. So it'd be really, really good for you just to reach out and, and ask if there's anything you can be doing prior to your financial year to save a bit of tax. Um, you've probably heard on the news and in the budgets, corporation tax is going up um, or has gone up already in April. Um, some businesses are going to be paying in excess of 26%. Uh, corporation tax which is a big big jump um, and there are things you can do so there are things that maybe you weren't aware you could claim on, on. Um, there are better and worse times of the year for you to buy things for your business if you want to buy assets or you know new computer equipment things like that um, there'll be a better or worse time to do it in terms of getting the best tax savings um, pension contributions that's a big one you mentioned your friend Jackie who's been on talking about wealth management um, if you've not got a pension scheme in place that's a really really tax efficient thing to do because you can make those contributions through your business um, make some savings there um, and obviously just looking at your, your overall tax position as well making sure that you're drawing your money out of the business in the most tax efficient way um, that's usually a combination of salary and dividends if you're a limited company um, if you're a sole trader obviously it's a bit simpler you're just being taxed on your profits so you just got to make sure you're claiming for everything um, but with limited companies there is more you can do making sure that you've got uh, everyone who helps you in the business on the payers you might have a partner maybe um, kids who've got national insurance numbers who are doing bits and pieces for the business you can pay them a salary um, to help you out um, and that would all be tax deductible as well 
so yeah just make sure you're having those conversations really and and not just hoping for the best at the end of the year and hoping that the tax is not too much oh boy <laughs> <laughs> i was interested in what you said about um tax efficient timing for buying equipment like you know like computers etc um how does that work so limited companies they've all got their own uh, year end depending when they were set up mm. so their year ends usually 12 12 months from when they started um so what you want to do is buy if you're going to buy an asset to do it just before your year end rather than just after because if you do it just after then you've got a whole year before it falls into your accounts again and another nine months after that before it actually has an impact on any tax bill that you might have um so yeah it's 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 trying to make sure that the the timing is is good and that you're getting the tax relief as quick as possible and also when you've got tax changes so like with what's going on at the moment with it going up you want to make sure that you put it into a period where it has the most impact um there's also things like r&d tax credits if you've heard of those if you're doing anything innovative so if your business is doing anything that you're not sure if you're going to be able to achieve it at the end, you know, advancing in technology, software, manufacturing, all that kind of thing. Um, there are tax credits available for that. Um, and you can get, you know, more than 100% relief on what you spend. So all that sort of stuff's worth worth exploring as well. But tax is very bespoke. It's very, indiv- it's very individual to the person. It depends on their circumstances and their own business, which is why it's important to have a conversation really about your own your own situations we've got a list of i think about 50 sort of tax saving tips which we're happy to send anyone for free if they'd like to um to reach out just so they can just a a tick box exercise to make sure they've thought of everything really but not everything will apply to everyone it's important to caveat that yeah oh no interesting so just a reminder how do people get in touch with joe so through the website www.bellsaccountants.co.uk um, or i'm on linkedin so you can find me joanne bell um and we spoke earlier as well about my consultancy website which is new anyone got any feedback on that i'd really appreciate because it's literally gone live in the last couple of weeks or two i'm sure there's still some grammatical errors and things in there where i've where i've been working on the content so yeah anyone anyone wants to, to go on there any copywriters or people that can uh, point out all my errors would be great that's uh, joannebell.co.uk there's lots of lovely photos on there of me as well so yeah see (laughs) see what I look like (laughs) Uh, yeah and I think that's really useful isn't it to to know to try and get to know the person the photographs are are really valuable in that sense because you feel it's it's why I suppose people who are out there in the wide world film stars stage stars and all the rest of it how you can walk down the high street and bump into them and feel that you actually know them yeah because of that relationship you've built by watching their um tv programs or films or whatever so with you it would obviously be on your website so people could get to know you that way as well as obviously all the social medias and the obviously digital ways that you you actually do so three really hot business or tips for businesses what what would you pull together if just three tips on that basis so uh, the first one I'd say was to put together your dashboard of key performance indicators, which we spoke about earlier. And there's lots of different suggested key performance indicators. Again, anyone would like a suggested list, very, very happy to share one. Um, but the important thing is not to have too many because it's just too confusing. You, if you're measuring all of the numbers, you, you get a bit overwhelmed and you don't know where to start. But there'll be two or three that are really, really key and relevant to your business uh, and what you want to achieve, be that new client acquisition or price increases or whatever your specific goals and targets are. Um, Once you've got that 
key performance indicators in place, then it's about setting goals to improve them. So it's all very well measuring something. But if you don't look at how you can make make it better, yeah. um, and that's about smart goals. Oh, I know you will have heard of those, Jackie, being in business as long as you have. But yeah, smart goals are about, it's not saying, well, I'd like to lose weight, but it's actually being really specific that I would like to lose one stone in 12 months or something like that, because that's a lot easier to measure and actually see if you've achieved it. Yeah. And also you can chunk it down into smaller pieces. So you can say, well, how much have I got to lose every week or every month in order to achieve that target? And you'll sort of just do it by default, you know, provided you're holding yourself accountable and keeping those measurements. Um, that'll be a that'll be a um, a good thing to to measure. And then I think thirdly, which is what we we said we were going to move on to talking about, would be software. Um, so you, probably lots of you will have heard of making tax digital. Um, it's been postponed a few times due to various um, government mess ups or whatever that's been happening at the time. Um, but it is set to go ahead as of next year. Um, and what that means is if previously you've been filing your own tax return, um, if you're a self-employed person, you will be required to do that quarterly going forwards every three months, um, which is quite an admin task, to be honest, to get all of that stuff together. Um, obviously, if you have an accountant, they will help you through it and make sure that you have a compliant piece of software. Um, but it won't be as simple as typing the figures into the boxes once a year, which is what we're doing at the moment. Yeah. Um, and even for limited companies, limited companies are already required to to use making tax digital or an online piece of software if they are VAT registered. But even if you're not, you should really be looking at it because that's the way everything's going now. And there are brilliant tools out there. I mean, we, we particularly advocate a piece of software called Xero, X-E-R-O, mm-hmm. um, there are lots out there. There are, you know, there's QuickBooks, there's Sage, there's all different types. Um, we're we're fans of Zero. We're all Zero certified. We're platinum partners with Zero, so we're well equipped to provide clients with training, um, which we can do to help them to set up their invoice templates. And there's, there's still a lot of businesses out there that are spending a lot of time doing their bookkeeping unnecessarily. So an example might be if you've got a Word template, if you've got a, a template in Microsoft Word, which you're changing every time you're putting your new customer details in, changing the number, changing the amount. Uh, well, with zero, all you've got to do is set up a template, which has got all your bank details and your logo and everything. And then it's just a case of entering the customer details. And if you've got recurring customers, you wouldn't even have to do that. You know, you just select the customer you want to invoice and do it. You can do it from your phone. Um, so that's that's great for all types of businesses. But particularly we find, you know, trades who historically find it quite difficult to collate all the information. Well, you can, if you've just gone and fixed someone's tap, you can bill them before you've left the house, you know, off your app on your phone. Um, just by putting in some basic information. You can take a photo of your receipts um, and store it in there. Nobody wants boxes and boxes of filing cabinets and all of that kind of thing to to deal with so much better to keep a digital copy and that's perfectly acceptable for for hmrc um used to be required to keep hard copies for seven years and it was clogging up everybody's lofts and garages and all that um now it's much more efficient to keep digital copies but as i say you know accountants now they'll all be equipped to kind of help you and guide you because every business is different and different things will work for you we, we personally don't force people into using any specific type but we will offer recommendations based on what your business needs and you know yes it will save you money because of the brilliant reporting that you can get out making sure that you remain profitable keeping a you know literal live viewpoint of your business how you're doing in terms of cash flow how much your customers owe you how much your suppliers owe you but also it saves you a lot of time 
because yeah. it's very time consuming to do it manually yeah. um and you you know you don't need to anymore there are other ways but it's just we, we tend to stick with what's familiar to us don't we rather than look at new things well i think that's the thing isn't it you yeah as you say it's, if it's just a job you tend to stick with it it's what you're familiar with but joe will have seen me just dash over to my folder and pull out a piece of paper because she mentioned trades and my eldest son, the youngest one, does tattoo removal, but the eldest one is handyman and um, decoration, etc. I mean, you name it, he'll do it. He's so precise and so uh, thorough with everything he does. And that's John Parker. So I dashed because I can never remember his phone number. So if you need anything doing in your house, he's commercial as well as, as residential. His number is 07956. Double one nine two four three. That's John Parker and it's JP Property Care. And I will be telling him what you've said um, because I think I mean, he does it himself. So clearly it's uh, and guess who set up his invoice? <laughs> his invoice template. But you know uh, uh, because the stuff you rightly say they buy in stuff. Okay, that goes up there straight away. You've got that immediate balance. So it's not a question of going through all the receipts and everything for the items that he particularly I'm thinking of has to buy and then offsetting everything else. It does I know it takes him time to do all that. So with a structure like zero, as you've said, it's got to make life easier, hasn't That's it? That's right. And you can do a free trial. Um I think it's thirty days, something like that. So you can go on, have a play with it, see if it works for you. Um there's lots and lots of instructional videos to figure out how to how to use it and how to get your invoice template uploaded because it's brilliant that you've already done the template for him, Jackie, because he can use that. It's not work oh, wasted. Right, okay. He can upload that template and, and use it, but it just means, as I say, that there's a digital version that he can yeah. use. And there's also something called a bank feed. So if you've got a business bank account, which we would recommend everyone has a business bank account, mm. um, just makes things easy, keeps everything in one place, gets you into the mentality of your business being separate from you. Mm. Um, that will connect automatically by your online banking mm. to, to zero. You just type in the passwords and whatever, and then all of your income and expenses is already in there and all you've got to do is tell zero what it is so yeah that's travel that's materials um so rather than re-keying all of that information you know physically typing it into a spreadsheet or whatever you're doing at the moment mm. um the software will do the work for you a lot of it's automated your accountant can then access it as well live so you can both go on and and look at it they can do any year-end adjustments directly in the software um you know, you could get a virtual assistant maybe as your business grows. You might want somebody, either a bookkeeper or a virtual assistant, to start doing bits and pieces for you, invoicing and processing your receipts. And it means it's just a really easy because it's cloud-based. Everyone mm. can access it simultaneously, whereas obviously spreadsheets, you're sending them backwards and forwards and read-only and all of that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that sounds a given, doesn't it? Sounds really good. Um, yeah, it definitely needs to have a conversation with you, I think. <laughs> This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. And we're back in the studio now and just saying to Jo, I wonder what we can talk about now. She said, well, I've got my VIP days. So we need to know about these VIP days, Jo, please, because obviously... I'm just in awe of everything that you do and everything you cover. So new websites, et cetera, et cetera. So tell us about your VIP days, please. Bless you, Jackie. Thank you so much. Uh, girls just want to have fun there on the music. I didn't choose that one, by the way, but I could have done. I do <laughs> I do like that one. Um, so, yeah, VIP days. This is a, quite a new offering to me. Um, I've only done, I think, maybe four so far. 
um, and all have been men so far. So I'd love I'd love to do a VIP day with the woman, but it's about basically doing a really really deep dive into your business. So really looking into whatever your particular objectives are. So I'm not a business coach, never claimed to be. I'm very much a practical kind of hands-on consultant. So this is as a, this is about direct advice and support to achieve whatever it is you want to achieve and people have used them for lots of different things really so um we could set an objective to say right let's find an additional fifty thousand pounds worth of profit in your business um and that might be through looking at ways to improve your conversion rates new customers increase pricing um upsell other services to existing customers there's lots and lots of different ways we can find it but that's really the purpose of the day is to do that deep dive and find out where those missed opportunities for money are um, it might even be reducing costs you know there might be things where we need to spend some focused time looking at those overheads and seeing if there's a way we can reduce them or speed up the cash flow of the business maybe look at accessing some finance um, in order to launch a new product or service that might be something that's on on your radar um, buying a business we touched on that earlier um, that's uh, something that I have personal experience in it makes me quite unique in terms of the accountancy side because obviously lots of accountants can advise on that but because I've actually done acquisition myself um, I really have quite an in-depth understanding of how to structure a deal, how to find a deal, how to negotiate with a seller, um, how to value a business, all of that kind of thing. Um, and sometimes what business owners have, have come to me for is looking at ways to diversify their investments. So it might be that they've always wanted to start investing in property. Um, that's more and more common in trades as well. You know, Obviously, they do a huge amount of work for other people improving their own properties. And they might actually want to look at transitioning into doing a bit of property development themselves. Um, and there are ways that you can do that using the, the money from your existing business. So we can talk about that in detail. And as I say, it tends to be a full day out of the office. Uh, we usually go to some nice hotel somewhere so we can uh, we can have lots of nice brunch and lunch as we go along to, to keep us going and keep the energy high when we're talking about these these big goals. Um, but yeah, at the moment, the investment's 1750 um for a full day um but as i say my my guarantee is to to add a huge amount of value to your business in that time and you don't need to be a client in order to engage in those so in those how days. much does it cost 1750 yeah. plus the vat um and as i say that's a full day there are other options for sort of half days few hours things like that um but really the biggest impact comes from spending the whole day yeah. working on your business um specifically with regards to the finance side of things yeah because i, mm. I guess strategy comes into that doesn't it with it absolutely Structure. absolutely and as I say it's um I've never claimed to be a coach it's definitely not sort of a place to deal with mindset issues and things like that it's much more directional than that so it'd be actually coming up with a sort of tangible plan and yeah. looking at the numbers yeah it's amazing how many people really have never been offered the opportunity to go through their accounts in any great detail um yes say it tends to be a once a year thing we submitted to the tax man whereas you, you as the business owner are responsible for the figures that are filed with HMRC and Companies House. So there's no good sort of saying, oh, well, my accountant deals with that. I don't really understand it. You know, if there's an issue or an error, it, it, that will be your responsibility. So it's really important that you ask questions and that you make sure you fully understand what is being submitted on your behalf. Um, so, yeah, if, if no one's ever sort of gone through with you, your profit and loss, your balance sheet, you know, some of that accountancy jargon, it really, really helps your own understanding of a, as a business owner. I often say if you haven't got a grasp of your numbers, it's like flying a plane with no navigation system, you know, and, and it's fine when times are sunny, um, but if it becomes, you know, foggy and there's adverse conditions, there's debt, there's economic challenges, 
then it can be really, really difficult to, to keep navigating and keep making decisions without really solid sort of financial information in the background. And I've no doubt that it holds many business owners back from that really fast growth because if you don't feel confident, how, how do you know what you could afford? If you only know what money you've got in the bank account but you've no idea what upcoming tax bills you've got, how many suppliers you owe money to, um, you know, at what point you might need to recruit a new member of staff, then it's really, really difficult to plan. So it's a good idea to make a, a conscious effort to focus on that stuff with someone who can who can help you. And I think your personal experience in all that is to speak volumes. It's not just a, a text. You're not a textbook accountant, are you? It's it's the wealth of personal experience that you've got, which is huge value for people. How many people do you? What's the maximum we would take in a group like that? Uh, we tend to do them one one by one. Um, I have done group workshops, um, but the real deep dive stuff it tends to be one to one because it. it, it Every business is different and the starting point is different. So it's it's important to do some some one-to-one stuff. But there are some generic exercises we can do a group. If there was a group of business owners who, you know, wanted to do something together, um, we could definitely put something in and that would be better value for money. But but you're right in terms of my my own experience. It is much more me talking as a business owner. Um, you know, when I when I started out, I was driving around in my little car just picking up bags of receipts from people doing tax returns. Um doing their year ends Uh, I didn't have a team you know I didn't have offices so I know what it's like to not know where the next job is going to come from and look at you know how to grow my business how can I find more clients you know going networking and 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 meeting new people Um, and it was a a female business mentor that that helped me uh, take my business to the next level because I I always saw it initially I never had any ambition of running a big business I just saw it as private work um, and it was her that actually said, well, you know, you, you've got something here. You know, I'd hit the VAT threshold. So she encouraged me to get myself an office space. Um, she encouraged me to take on my first team member, um, which was a big jump. You know, think to the responsibility of thinking, oh, I've got to, you know, pay somebody else's salary as well as my own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that was the only way really to free myself up to, 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 to take more work on and to, to get past that, that point. Um, and we're, well, I mean, there's... I think there's 36 of us now over wow. five sites. So, yeah, it's um, one one short of your birth year. Yeah, yeah true, true. Yeah, yeah. I try, I try not to, to, to look too hard. People say, oh, do you worry about the responsibility of, you know, employing people? And I don't normally because I just sort of tick on. And my, my team is so amazing. It looks after itself kind of thing. But every year it's the Christmas do that messes me up because that's the only time I see everyone together at the same place. And I think, oh, my God, all these families and all these uh, people that rely upon the decision decisions I make you know um but yeah the financial grounding is really really important that's really my, my but it's, it's we're coming back to people again aren't we mm-hmm. um you talk about um building communities and stuff like that I mean it, it's your team building you obviously got a, a good strong team there with you and have grown there um I can see what you're saying about okay you, te- you perhaps talk to them on a one-to-one basis maybe I, I presume you have I don't know, meetings of some sort. But Christmas, as you say, everybody's there and and they're all wearing different hats in a way, aren't they? Yes, yes, they're working with you, but Christmas is very different with relaxing and 
all the rest of it. Where do you tend? What do you tend to do for your Christmas celebrations? Oh, you've asked a question now, Jackie. Honestly, the the, the ongoing Christmas do debate that we have every year. <laughs> as, as we've taken on the different offices, it's become more and more difficult because yeah. people are based sort of all over it's, the place. Yeah. We always used to do it at the Bromley Court Hotel, and yeah. we loved it because it's you know there's a lovely te- cheesy DJ there. You get a lovely you know roast dinner, um, and that was always really really good fun. And we tried to transition it into London just to make the transport easier. You know, everyone to get there but then you had the train strikes and yeah all of this and so we've decided to come back local again we're going to go go back to to the Bromley Court that seems to be the uh the best option for us really yeah yeah well maybe you need to talk to my comedian friend Pam Ford or the Pam Ford as she's like um she's going to be our MC for our action day on the 15th of November and I don't know do you have you come across Matthew Crosby comedian startup stand up rather don't think so he's also um writes for tv and film um he's actually been a guest in here it was so exciting oh wow he lives locally he lives locally we did um on an annual basis i do with a couple of other people with cat web and with chloe ross we do the ziggy stardust startup uh, ziggy stardust family fun day on beckenham green uh this year it was the first of july next year it's the I think it's the 15th it's either the 12th or 15th anyway whatever the Saturday is right about that time we're doing it on the green and after we finished the event uh, somebody said did you know Matthew Crosby was here no no Matthew Crosby was here uh, anyway I said to Pam Ford who is a comedian and up until recently has also been a care worker she's recently taken the plunge and gone full term on the comedian side of things um, I said, did you know Matthew? And she said, yes. And with her saying yes, with the other hand, she was putting me in touch with him. <laughs> Bless her. She was so good. And, uh, yeah, and he came in and he's such a nice person. Really, really lovely. So uh, he's got a family. They'll say based locally. Um, and so I don't know whether he's going to be involved on our next Ziggy Stardust Day on the Green. I don't know. You ever been to that? No, but I have seen it advertised. I must go. I suppose now my daughter's probably old enough to to enjoy it a bit more, isn't she? Yeah. So I definitely, yeah, give that a go this year. It'd be nice. We had um, a, the schools are very much involved now, which is really great to have that because um, it's some of them. It's part of their curriculum because David Bowie, um, apart from being a singer, was obviously quite gifted artistically as well as writing and everything else. Um, and we had one little boy, I think. I'm not sure, apologies if I'm wrong, but I think his name was Zach. He was eight, playing electric guitar. Absolutely phenomenal. Wow. He was absolutely brilliant. But you said about your daughter, because his friends were there, and some of his friends were younger than him, and they were all, all these little girls were up on the stage, bopping and, you know, sort of doing stuff. So it was really good. Was You're usually really good. quite lucky with the weather, or? Yes. Yeah, such would. It's been yes, quite it good. had threatened not to be i mean actually this this is only the second year the first year it was the hottest day of the year oh wow um and it's very very family focused it's got um sort of 70s uh, games that they play on the green we've got the stage there you might know from beckham green with the stage there um a guy called travis who's our mc he's he's always good at sort of, and the stores and everything in there um and so it's bringing in the schools in terms of the music, in terms of arts. There's an arts and crafts tent. Um, there's, there's a whole wealth of things that the youngsters are involved in. Last year we had um, 
and we've got these dolls, these little Ziggy dolls, that we took around the high street, and people, the idea was that they found them, and then they got a prize and everything else, but unfortunately some of them went astray. Um, so we're going to keep that to the green now, so that they're actually there, and they find those in a trail. So it's a really, it's a really great day and and as you say we've been lucky with the weather there's a mini uh fun fair there as well which uh jimmy Boppin runs for us and uh so yeah that's good and, and as i say it's it's either the 12th or the 15th of july anyway next year <laughs> whichever is the saturday so do look it up um as to what the day is and hold that day and look out for the information that will be coming out soon so just a reminder this is 12 30 twc business beat radio station i'm jackie groundsell i'm here every monday at two to four following on from me is ozzy osman our dj of many years who does his indie rock so do stay tuned for ozzy and um really although we're locally based here in penge it's it has a global reach um we've had ali Meehan from spain come in and various other people from all over the world actually come in on this radio station, which I'm very proud to host. So hope you're continuing to enjoy it. Please do send in emails to me um, or messages. You'll find me on all the socials, Jackie Groundsell, and obviously the website is www. Sorry, got a sniff there. One two three zero dot co dot uk. Do get in touch. Any events that you're organising that you'd like me to give you a shout out on, let me know. If you've got birthdays coming up, again, let me know and I'll give you a shout out on that. And if you think you'd like to come on, on the radio with me, give me a shout and I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, what else are we going to cover? Um, any other hot tips that you think people might find useful? Well, I have. I was thinking as you were speaking there, actually, because my sister's just started a new business. Um, oh. It's called Teapot Cakes. Um, oh, right, like and she's that. a brilliant baker. Yeah, she uh, she was a, a pastry chef for quite some time, uh-huh. um, so she's gone out on her own doing that. So I was thinking, well, that might be useful for the fair. Maybe she could do something with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in Essex actually, but she right. works in Beckenham. So right. yeah, she's coming back to the forwards and, and doing the business bit on the side. But it got me thinking about business owners who turn their hobby into a business you know and that I think is particularly difficult when it comes to pricing um, because how do you charge for your own time you know I was having conversations with her about making sure she prices the cakes as though she's employing a chef um, because otherwise you just really create a job for yourself don't you just pay for your ingredients and pay you know a small amount for your time but if you're going to make a profit you need to be able to pay someone else. And I think that's particularly difficult when you love what you do, isn't it? And I, I think it's a challenge for women as well. I think women commonly undervalue themselves um, and, and their I time. I, I think, if it, sorry to interrupt there, but no, what no. you were saying about your sister and everything, the fact that she's been doing it um, and is now turning it into a proper, quote, unquote, in the nicest possible way business, mm. it's hard to be up in your prices It's because you've got so much more to considering that way and it's quite nerve-wracking as well to look at the structure where you increase them and one thing that I was taught and hopefully you'll agree with it was that you don't discount you add value to what you're actually doing so instead of actually um, discounting your things where it's always difficult to come back up that you actually add value what, what, what are your thoughts on that I think that's absolutely true and one of the things that I tend to do because I don't want to exclude anyone from accessing 
you know, the, our services in terms of accountancy or indeed the consultancy. So if people don't have the budget to pay full price for your services, the best thing that you can maybe look to do is to reduce what they're getting. Um, so, you know, if they can't afford to work with you for full day, for example, then maybe they could afford an hour or two and, and you could give them some workbooks and things that they could take away and, and do it do it for themselves kind of thing. And the same with my sister, you know, she's looking at, making sure she's making options for people who don't have money for example wedding cakes you know wedding cakes notoriously hugely expensive anytime you say a wedding people add a couple of hundred quid don't they but there's all sorts of options now these naked cakes and uh, cupcakes stands it's you know where they scrape the buttercream around the sides yeah um and then they put you know a lovely spray of flowers or something so rather than the full fondant you know yeah four tears and all this it's just a a a better option you know people looking to save money really so yeah i think you you, you can make packages can't you that's Mm. whatever whatever it is you do you can make packages and it's or there might be things that you only have to work on once and can sell them in perpetuity so they call those things like evergreen products um so things that you maybe you've worked on a uh, an ebook for, that people can download or there might be a product that you've already created that you can list on your website and, and make some money books are a good example of that um i've just recently been involved in writing a children's book actually with oh, really? with my pa yeah it was um it's a children's book about money um so again it's something i'm really passionate about is financial education because so many of us are self-taught um you know our parents don't necessarily teach us how to budget they certainly don't teach us how to set up and run a business unless maybe they you come from an entrepreneurial family um so it was it was quite a challenge actually to write about a concept such of money such as money in in a simple terminology um anna as i say my pa was really instrumental in that yeah yeah yeah, she's been brilliant the way we tend to work together because i'll just have blank page syndrome she'll just you know go for it and write as much as she can and then I'll go through and sort of refine it and word it a bit differently and add in a bit of more technical stuff but you know she's done a, a brilliant job but it's aimed at seven to twelve year olds um it's gone to the publishers recently and it's a joint project so with a couple of people who have already sold a science books and things like that into schools and effectively we just collaborated on a few of the chapters so my responsibility was for the bit about budgeting and saving um and also about taxes and running a business because um, lots know. of people do start young don't they you know washing cars oh, walking gosh, dogs yes. all that kind of thing yeah. um, and it's just getting getting to grips with how that works you know and why do we pay taxes and how does it how does it all work how do you do a household budget I wonder how many adults could could say that they they know that or how many have you know adequate savings should something go wrong and all of that it used to be. Oh, it's really interesting. You must keep us up to date with that. Mm. Um, it, years ago, there used to be a thing called APL, Accredited Prior Learning, mm. um, and it was a, a proper qualification for, let's say, for example, somebody wanted to go onto a bookkeeping course and they needed certain accreditations to get onto that course. Um, APL would have been accepted big, from a housewife mm. who managed the, the home budget. Mm. Um, I don't know that that sort of that sort of thing still exists, but no, you must tell it. That's very exciting. Yeah, yeah. we we really enjoyed That's being fun. involved in the project. Yeah, and I'd like to do some more of that kind of work. Really, maybe creating some educational programs. Um, what so about Martin Lewis? Then? Well, talk <laughs> 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 so about talk about TV. Maybe maybe just locally to start with. Then world domination. After yeah, that, next but, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always just say that. 
not this, not this week, next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's something student unions are crying out for as well. From you know the people that I'm speaking to, they'd love to be more educated. Cause the world, the world seems geared up to get all young people in debt these days, don't they? From their student loan to the yeah. day they turn eighteen, here's a credit card, and you know if you don't understand how that all works, it's it, everything is you know buy now, pay later. Even something I was looking on Amazon the other day, and there was a product product you know for fifteen pounds or something like that, and it was you know buy now pay later spread it over 12 months i thought if you if you don't have that money to spend you shouldn't be buying it you know usually going to cost you twice as much um it's astronomical some of the interest rates that you sort of takes your breath away yeah 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 it's it's just uh just really scary and i think i don't know i mean it's uh things like dare i say pawn shops i mean if you haven't got the money and you go there in the first place to a pawn shop are you going to have it when you get the money back i don't know i mean people seem they it's a thriving business isn't yeah, it so yeah. i suppose it works for some people in the shop in yeah, some yeah. shape or form but um um i'm just keeping an eye on the clock here because we sort of time's marching on gosh that's flown joe hasn't it <laughs> it has always does Stop speaking to you jackie enjoy, <laughs> enjoy catching up yeah no no i mean it is such valuable information joe and i do hope you're going to be able to come back to us uh, at some point and i think also touching on what we were talking about earlier with the finance perhaps we could have you know different aspects of finance and the business side that you're dealing with and the personal side that uh that gene deals with and that's in that way definitely um, yeah and have a combination on that just a reminder joe of how people find you please so www.bellsaccountants.co.uk or joannebell.co.uk if you'd like to get in touch with me personally rather than via the business um and i'm also on linkedin so yeah i love to connect with people on there really enjoy following you all and seeing what what you're up to in your business also. thank you very much we look forward to having you again thank you so much to you joe for coming on the show and to all our listeners uh, regulars and new don't forget you can catch up on this or remind yourself on some of those really really valuable tips that joe's given out to us in the podcast next week on the website all the w's 1230.co.uk and also on birds on the blog um that's another thing anybody likes writing please do send me your blogs we've got uh, more than one place to be able to promote those for you um that includes you joe as well mm-hmm. um and disregarded your book look out for joe's book as well which is really really valuable so we're all the w's 1230.co.uk stay tuned for aussie osman we are broadcasting from love to beat radio based here in penge I'm here every week, apart from bank holidays, as you know, I don't do bank holidays. I have a little break. Gosh, somebody said to me the other day, and I can't remember how many days it was. Do you know how many days it is to Christmas? Oh, goodness me. Can't it, well, it's October, isn't it? It can't yeah. be more than about, what, 80 maybe? 70, yeah. 80 days? Yes, but it's got to be something like that, hasn't it? So, I'm going to say cheerio now. Thank you all very much for listening to us, and we look forward to seeing you again next week week cheerio for now take care see you next week bye this is the 1230 twc business beat radio with jackie groundsell on love to beat radio